everybody. Welcome back to Thrillers by the Book Club podcast. I'm Chelsea. And I'm Olivia. And we are so excited to be talking to you today about thrillers. And uh, go, go ahead. What? I was just going to say, it feels like so, I mean, maybe it hasn't been so long, but it feels so long since we've had just an episode with just us. I agree. It does feel like it's been a long time. I think it's the recording order, but I'm like, oh, yes. Yes, every week. <laughs> This is you know? true. I think for like our listeners, we we really try to schedule things out and and yeah. make it diverse. But for us, when we're on the, on the recording yeah. side, it's, it's like, lot. hey, we're busy, busy, busy. Anyway, yeah, um, tons of guests, but that's yeah. good. It is good. It is good. How are you doing? I am good. So for people who want to know our timeline we just finished labor day weekend mm-hmm. and yeah. so yeah it was nice i had a long weekend I went to bowsher con yeah the beginning of the weekend so that was cool because i wasn't sure what to expect i mean obviously i was there that was i know i know i wasn't able I to go yeah i just had some personal things that came up and then i've actually heard that there's been a bit of an outbreak of covid yeah since and so I'm also really glad I didn't because of that but totally I'm just yeah I was super bummed but it was I it was a choice I had to make financially so you know what do you do of course I mean I think there was like pros and cons too yeah like pros were got to see Alice Feeney so cool that's like a a three-point pro yeah loved that that was cool and it's close to my house here it's just in San Diego. So I could drive down and I brought Joe with me. So we had like, oh, nice. Yeah, it was really nice. We got to go out to eat and like do some of our favorite San Diego things. So that was really cool. And I actually got to hang out with the author of the book that I'm talking about today. That is so cool. It's very cool when you get to like know the author themselves in addition to reading their books. I always think that's fun. That's cool. She's super nice. So that was cool. And, you know, all that stuff. The cons, I would say there wasn't a ton of diversity. Oh, yeah. On the Mm -hmm. panels. So it seems like the panels were all white, older people. So that was kind of different for me especially after i felt like roller fest did a pretty good job of mm-hmm. having diverse authors and panelists yeah they're very dedicated to that like, yeah, yeah and i can tell because it really did seem like there was a good mix of people mm-hmm. you know and, and i really appreciated that so that's something i noticed right away about shakon that I was like huh you know maybe they could they could have more diversity but it was still really fun, and I can see why a lot of people would come yeah. to BoucherCon. So that was fun. What else? It was my sister's birthday weekend, so Aww. that was cool. Yeah, so we went to, on Sunday, we went to see Lemiz, the play. Okay, yeah. It was very fun, and she had fun. And then on the, the next day, we did a 90s-themed birthday for her. So oh, my gosh. We did like, it was amazing. We got an adult size water slide. So it was like 20 feet tall water slide. We got oh a candy machine. We did like everything oh. that I wanted in my like 10 year old birthday for her 30th birthday. So that That's was so cool. cool. Oh, yeah, fun. Loved it. it was a blast. So it was not a restful weekend, but it was a lot of fun. Yeah. That's so cool. It sounds like it was really fun. I saw your pictures of uh the party kind of thing you guys yeah. playing video games or something too yeah, right we got um pac-man so oh cool. yes you're playing pac-man okay yeah yeah it looks so cute how fun yeah, it, was fun. it was she was happy that's um, good what about you what did you do this weekend 
You know, I had, I took the days off work still, even though I didn't go to BoucherCon. So I spent that time finishing my book and sending it to agents. Yay. So it's official. I'm querying now, which is a very exciting, scary, a lot of feels kind of time. And then I read and I watched movies and yeah, it was great. It was great. You've been watching anything good? You know... I'm trying to think. What did I watch? Sharks? More sharks? Uh, I wasn't watching sharks this time. Okay. But, oh, we watched the new live action of the anime of One Piece on Netflix. My husband's a huge anime fan. Huge. Love it. So that was really fun to watch because I've watched some anime with him and the acting in it is exactly the acting that happens in an anime. So when they did the live action version, they didn't try to make it like a That's serious funny. thing. Yeah. yeah they, they, it was very like goofy over the top and it was fantastic so that was fun and I read three books I think wow yeah so that was nice and then are they ones you're going to talk about on the podcast yeah one I'm talking about today for sure and then um a couple I'll be talking about towards the end of the season and then next season too so I'm very excited about it but yeah it was it was really really relaxing is really what it's awesome yeah I love that yeah, I was watching. I've been watching Only Murders in the Building season. Ooh. Oh, the, the, the third season is out. I knew they were doing a bunch yes. of promo, but I didn't know it was out yet. Oh my gosh! So, um, originally, as you know, I hate Paul Rudd, so I was like, not gonna watch it because he's the worst and dead to me. But then I did watch it, and worth it. It is so freaking good. Like, I don't know how every season is like better than the last season. It seems impossible. Okay, well, now I'm excited. Is the whole season out or just a couple episodes? Um, I think like half the season's out okay. right now. They're doing I'll, wait one the whole, I'll wait till the whole thing's out. But yeah, can't wait. No, it's that sounds so awesome. good. I am obsessed with it. I am going to need to rewind a minute, though. Why do you hate Bell Road? I, I hate Why? Her. Okay. So I can't wait. Tell me because I'm now I'm so interested. Because <laughs> a long time ago, my sister and I were playing this video game that has like all these trivia questions, whatever. We're playing like with friends and it was a great time. So we would always play this game. And then one day there was an episode and it was every single answer was Paul Rudd. It's like <laughs> every answer. I think it was like a joke episode, but like it made no sense. Like even if it had nothing to do with Paul Rudd, it was Paul Rudd. Some of the answers were just Paul read four times and it was like oh no we started raging I was just like honestly I don't care about Paul Rudd I hate him now on principle I hate him <laughs> hold his soul to this video game he's the dumbest person alive oh. and so ever since then I've had a vendetta against Paul Rudd personal <laughs> yeah he's dead to me okay so it's not his acting that it's about it's, it's really his name mainly it's meaning his name and that you don't I just don't want to see his face or hear his voice or know anything about him. Get out of here, Paul Rudd. Oh, my God. That's hysterical. I hope he hears this one day and it's just like, sorry. No, he Um, should be. He should be sorry. (laughs) Dead to me. And he deserves it. I'm just like, me and my sister both hate him a lot now. We don't have a reason, but he's annoying me. So Okay. Wow. But it worked. It worked for only murders. He's the victim, right? Or is he? Okay, well, in the previews, it looks like he's the victim, I think. Preview, there is someone so, so much more famous than him in this season that I'm like, why'd they even show Paul Rudd? They should have showed this person who's much, much better. I'm pretty sure we know who it is. Okay, great. Well, then. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, watch that. It was 
good despite having pole red in it. Um, okay, great, great. Yeah, which is always nice. And then also they just came out with, so it was so funny. They just came out with this Netflix special about how to live to 100. And it was it yeah. talks about the blue zones in. Oh, yeah. You were just I saw you posting about that. So yes. fascinating. Talk about it. So I live in a blue zone, the only blue zone in America. It's um, amazing. Which I thought was really cool. And I really haven't seen so much about it. I know for me, since I work at the hospital and we're all about like whole person health care and stuff, we talk about it a lot. But I've never seen that many you know, like Netflix type mm-hmm. thing talk about it. So it was so cool. I, I mean, I only watched the episode on Loma Linda because, you know. Because you're like, yeah, well, duh. Yeah, I don't care about the other places. I mean, they're, <laughs> they're cool, but I don't live there. So it was so interesting to see them talk about, like, so they showed the university I work at because uh, it only has like five streets. Right. Of course, it's like the only thing they can show here. But it was still cool. I got to see like the gym that I could be working out at for free if I activated my membership which <laughs> you're like i could be right and like the whole documentary is like it's because the elderly people work out and eat healthy and i'm like ooh, yeah um, we're screwed mm-hmm. um so i saw you post about that and then i started i was like what the hell is a blue zone right? so i googled it and i was like oh oh so now i'm a little excited to watch it but then also just like i don't even want to think about how all the things i'm not doing to take care of a thing right <laughs> right like the secret of living forever is eating a lot of vegetables. <laughs> great. great, 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 great. You don't great, even have great. to watch it now. Now you know. Be healthy. Exercise okay. a ton. Hang that's it. It's yeah. what you do. Yeah, it was cool. Uh, but I was that's like, really cool. I need to be better. That is cool. So I have a question for you. Next week is the big day, October twenty fourth. Are you gonna get Britney's book? Britney who? Britney Spears. What? I cannot believe you literally just said that. I can't. Um, I'm going to come through this computer right I now. Think should, I think that should answer your question, but no. Okay, clearly, I no. I didn't know. I mean, is it a thriller? Well, she comes up with some issues, and so could be. Who don't know what she's thinking in that okay, brain of hers? Okay, tell me about it, because I've, I have not heard about it, to be honest. Okay, so I have thoughts. One, it is her like biography or memoir or whatever. And she she wrote it with somebody and it's supposed to be about like her life. And it's the I think it's called The Woman Within or Woman in Me or something like that. Yeah. So it's basically her telling the story about the conservatorship and what she went through and all of those kind of things. And then how she kind of got out of it, which is awesome. Yeah. I think yeah. that's great. A couple of things. One, I don't understand why they chose an old photo for the for the cover. I think that that's a miss for her to be taken seriously as an adult, as who she is now. Yeah, that is um, so that was kind of a bummer when I saw that. And then, yeah, I don't know if she's going to do the audiobook because I, I kind of only want to read it if she does the audiobook. Well, why would she not do the audiobook? I don't know, because mm, mm, there's, there's something wrong. <laughs> Here's the thing. I'm going to wait for the Netflix special about the book. Yo, there you go. Yeah. I'm just going to wait until they do like a very short, like they did with Michelle Obama's book, where they're like, here's the documentary about the book tour. And you can watch that. And I'm like, yeah. She's probably Mm -hmm. not going to do a book tour either. I'm so like, I am very concerned about this poor woman, but also can't get enough. And then also get mad at myself. So I'm like, stop looking at her Instagram because she's clearly sick. Like, sure. It's just a hole. Anyway. Okay, well, fine. I guess we're not going to have that fun little gossip Sorry, thing. So I, I was really excited that I was going to talk about Britney's book, but fine. 
Unless it's a thriller, you can just assume the answer is no. It is a pop culture. Like, she's a pop culture icon. Mm -hmm. You pay attention to pop culture. It seemed Mm -hmm. like it was going to be a fit. You're the right age. Like, you were right. Thank you. I would, but no. Yeah. No. Well, you're a disappointment. So, so sorry. (laughs) I apologize for not knowing. Um, I've been reading also. So, you read it. After Wendy Heard came and talked on episode 42 about the Hurricane Blonde, I was like, I have to read this immediately. Yeah. So I got it and read it and it was very good. Good. I'm so happy that she recommended it because, again, like when you hear that title, you're like, what is this? But yeah, not a murder tour, you know, like, no, at all. So that was cool. I also read, I don't know if I think Pub Day was last week or recently, whatever. It was Happiness Falls by... Angie oh, Angie Kim. Kim. Yeah. Yep. So I read that. Five stars. Could not recommend it enough. Angie Kim is amazing. Like, yeah. Both of her books are phenomenal. And this one is just like next level good. I loved it. That's awesome. That is yeah. really, that's really cool. I loved the first one that she did. So I think her stuff is rich in yes. with story. So it's a little bit different than your standard thriller because there's just a different level of richness. It's not um, even a thriller. Like, ha- okay, Happiness Falls is not a thriller. I'm just going to yeah, say, like, yeah. it's not a thriller at all, which is fine. I think that it's like a slow burn family investigation drama. Oh, it was yeah. so, so good. She had so much, like, deep context in it. And she, like you said, she always asks all these deep questions. Mm-hmm. She talks about so many things that you're like, I this is not even a book about anything it's just like deep yeah 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 Yeah, it was it was so good it was like a character study on all these like analysis of like what is happiness how do we communicate with people oh it was just amazing so okay highly recommend it very nice so I did I have like one book that I'm not going to talk about on the podcast because we've already talked about it but I did read Drowning by Mm -hmm. T.J. Newman that was stressful. Huh? Totally. Stressful. I know. I think that's why so many people liked it because it was like so claustrophobic. It wasn't a really a thriller. It's just a claustrophobic. It's a, no, it's an action thriller. It is totally like an action thriller. Like a very much you could see this as an action movie. Yes. Right? That's oh, what yeah. It, there's no way it's it is going to be a movie. It's going to be a movie for sure. There, there absolutely. Yeah, that was really good. Yes, so. agreed. Totally agree with you. I love drowning. It was horrifying. Yeah, it was horrifying. But yeah, so good books, good books all around. I feel like for me, I had like a couple of months of difficulty with reading, but I feel like maybe we're finally starting to turn a corner, getting into fall. Perfect season. Love it. <laughs> love it. Love it. Yes. All right. Well, should we get into pub day? Yeah, we should. All right. Today is Tuesday, October 17th, and today is Pup Day. So I have a handful of books we'll be chatting about. First up is called It Takes Monsters by Mandy McHugh from Scarlet Suspense. So Mandy wrote Chloe Cates is Missing, which I covered in an earlier episode and is one of my favorite reads of the year. So I'm very excited about this book. It says so... She has decided to kill her husband, but then somebody else got there first. 
Victoria Tate has had enough of her controlling and competent husband, Warren, but planning the perfect murder is more difficult than she expected. When the social event of the year and over-the-top costume ball is rescheduled for the date she has selected for her crime, Victoria has to scramble to make sure she will still be able to follow through. But even hours of listening to true crime podcasts and not prepared for the next wrench that is thrown into her plans, Warren turns up dead by somebody else's hand. Now Uh Victoria finds herself at the center of a murder investigation in which she's actually innocent. The real killer taunts her, making it clear that they knew what she was planning all along. With the police closing in and her neighbors turning on her, Victoria stands to lose everything she'd hoped to gain from Warren's death, unless she can figure out who wanted her husband dead and why. It turns out that Warren was better at keeping secrets than she ever could have guessed. But which secret is the one that led to his death? And even if she can't find the answers, does Victoria have what it takes to confront a real murderer? So... Yeah, sounds very good. And it has like a very kind of sexy vibe on the cover of like a man in a tuxedo. And they're like clearly at some sort of like ball or something like that. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Next up is American Girl by Wendy Walker. This is from Blackstone Publishing. It is based on the the Audible original. Now we're actually getting it in paperback, which is great. (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. Um, Okay, so this is Charlie Hudson, an autistic 17-year-old, is determined to leave Sawyer, Pennsylvania as soon as she graduates high school. In the meantime, she works as many hours as she can at the sandwich shop called the Triple S to save money for college. But when shop owner Clay Cooper, a man who both respected and feared in their small, economically depressed town, is found dead, each member of his staff becomes a suspect in the perplexing case. Before she can go anywhere, Charlie must protect herself and her friends by uncovering the danger that is still lurking in their tight-knit community. Yes, I'm so excited for this Mm -hmm. one. Okay, the next one is, I'm excited for this one. It's The Christmas Guest by Peter Swanson. (laughs) What the? It's a novella from William Morrow. And this is Ashley Smith, an American art student in London for her junior year, was planning on spending Christmas alone. But a last minute invitation from fellow student Emma Chapman brings her to Starwood Hall, a country residence of the Chapman family. The Cotswolds Manor, festooned in pine bows and crammed with guests for Christmas week, is a dream come true for Ashley. She's mesmerized by the cozy, firelit house, the large family, and the charming village of Clevemore, but also (laughs) by Adam Chapman, Emma's aloof and handsome brother. Sure. But Adam is being investigated by the local police over the recent brutal slaying of a girl in the village, and there is a mysterious stranger who haunts the woodland path between Starwood Hall and the local pub. Ashley begins to wonder what kind of story she is actually inhabiting. Is she in a grand romance, a gothic tale, or has she wandered into something far more sinister and terrifying than she ever imagined? Over 30 years later, the events of that horrific week are revisited, along with a diary from that time. What began in a small English village in 1989 reaches a ghostly conclusion in modern-day New York many Christmas seasons later. Okay, that sounds amazing, first of all. Yeah. Here's the issue with novellas. Novellas are like when there's only three episodes of a 10 episode yes. show. Yes. Yes. And I'm like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to commit to this. Like, well, if I get a full story, like I want a, a journey. I don't just want a taste of a good story. I want the <laughs> entire story. <laughs> I have such a hard time with novellas because I feel like they get you into the story and then it ends immediately. And I'm like, oh. yeah. I can see that. I mean, they're supposed to be like an entire story themselves. They're not. Uh, yeah. They're not. Yeah. They're like a beginning. They're like a very middle. much a slice of life. Yes. Very much a slice. 
I'm not just like, I, I hate committing to things that are so transient. And I'm just like, okay, but like, I was going to spend the time to learn and now it's over, you know? Yeah. But it is a Peter Swanson Christmas murder book. I was a single thing about it except for the word novella. Okay. Well, we'll see how that goes. We'll see what people think about it. We'll see. We'll see. All right. The last book that I have for Pub Day is called Leave the Lights On by Liv Anderson. This is a suspense from Crooked Lane Books. Cape Morgan, Maine, is the utopian ideal for a charmed life, and Beatrice Wicker knows it. The multi-million dollar house on the seacoast, the joint bank accounts, the safety and security that go along with being married to an esteemed architect and community leader, the scenic coastline perfect for her ambitious plan to turn an abandoned asylum into an artist retreat. I'm already feeling concerned. So so what if her husband sneaks off to see his second family now and again? No. No, no. Beatrice is willing to look the other way. It's simply the price she must pay to keep their life together. Mm-mm. Josh doesn't realize that Beatrice knows about his other life. That's just one of Beatrice's secrets. And now that truth, along with a deadly host of other secrets from the past, is about to upend their false paradise. When there's an explosion at the local elementary school playground and a two-year-old boy is abducted, it doesn't take Beatrice long to make the connection between the missing boy and her husband. It was the son from Josh's other life who was kidnapped, and Josh can't do anything about it without revealing the truth. Helping Josh find his son could destroy the facade of her perfect marriage and could put more children's lives in danger. But that's not all. It would reveal her deeper secret. Beatrice Wicker is not who she claims to be. This is a lot. A lot is happening here. Whoa. (laughs) That's a a real plot there. That is a, wow. Okay, leave the lights on. I'm definitely, I'm I'm just going to look at it right now. Yeah, that's a it's a good amount. Okay, I also have one that comes out on number 17. It is called Thin Air by Kelly Parker from Razorbill Books. Okay. Eight hours, 12 contestants, a flight none of them might survive. A flight to Paris full of teenagers seeking opportunity turns deadly in the suspenseful locked door. Why a thriller? 17-year-old boarding school student Emily Walters is selected for an opportunity of a lifetime. She'll compete abroad for a cash prize that will cover not only tuition to the college of her choice, but will lift her mother and her out of poverty. But almost from the moment she and the 11 other contestants board a private jet to Europe, Emily realizes somebody is willing to do anything to win. Like, yeah, of course they are. Yeah. (laughs) Between keeping an eye on her best friend's flirty boyfriend and hiding her own dark secret, she's not sure how she'll survive the contest, much less the flight, especially when people start dying. Ooh. Yeah. So even though it's YA, it sounds amazing. It does. I love that they're in an airplane. I know. Like, it's just. I know. The best locked room mystery ever. (laughs) Yes. Locked room mysteries in non-traditional settings are, I think they're the best because everyone's used to like a snowy chalet room and like. Or an island. Right. Which is cool. And they're all cool. Yeah. Yeah. But I love when it's a non-traditional boat, plane, train, Mm -hmm. submarine. Very cool. Submarine. Well, congratulations, authors, on Pub Day. And listeners, I hope you found something new to pick up this week. I know that I did. Also, I just looked at the cover of that Thin Air that you're just talking about. Mm-hmm. And it looks almost like a graphic novel. The way yep. that I, I really like it. It looks like yeah. really pretty. The Not cover's pretty, amazing. Guess, it looks awesome. It is super cool. And it's very eye-catching, which is why I'm definitely going to read it. Because I was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I love yeah. it. Loving it. Okay. Very cool. 
Well, can you tell me about your books that you can? I'm so excited for it. I can and I will. So like I said, I got to hang out with this author during BasherCon this last weekend. I'm going to be talking today about Pretty Dead Queens by Alexa Dawn. Oh, yay. Yeah. We love her. We do. We love her. She's a supporter of the podcast, which is so cool. Yeah. Um, And this is her most recent book that came out October 4th, 2022. And you may know her from the Ivies um, or the Stars We Steal. And if you're an author, you know her from YouTube because she's got a major YouTube author channel. Okay, go. True. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. If you're on YouTube, she's all over YouTube. Yeah. If you put in how to write a book, she comes up. She's like one of the first people that comes up. So you're great. You will see her. She'll be there. So I'm pretty excited to talk about Pretty Dead Queens today. The book is about this girl, Cecilia. She's a 17-year-old whose mom just passed away from cancer. And she goes to live with her grandma, who is a popular crime fiction author. Oh, okay. Yes, yes. Okay. Okay, yeah. I love that premise, first of all. Yes, me too. So her grandma writes all these, like, crime fiction novels, and she also lives in a creepy old mansion in Northern California. She was shot to notoriety after writing a book based on the murder of her own homecoming queen. And each year there's this crime conference to celebrate her grandmother. Oh, super cool. Right? And it's like, I can't remember the name of it, but it's just like all about her because she has so many, you know, fiction novels and It's like if there was a, I don't know. There's a Karen Slaughter or a Patricia Cornwell or John Grisham thing. Yes. Yes. They like got got to her hometown and they like, because the book was set there and they can see like, this is where the homecoming queen is murdered because, you know, all that stuff. So cool. So after Cecilia gets there, she starts school and she starts to discover that there is a copycat killer on the hunt. And so she wants to investigate the case and see what's going on with the copycat. So the setting is in Northern California, like I said, a little town called Seaview. And the characters are Cecilia, who is the girl whose mom had just passed away. She goes to move with her grandmother. Her grandmother's name is Mora, and she's the mystery writer. Mora also has an intern named Ben. And then there's a couple people who are friends with Cecilia. There's this popular girl named Bronte who befriends Cecilia, and then Gabe, who is Bronte's brother. My review. I loved the premise. The premise was so fun. I love the idea of the mystery writer. I think that's super cool. And there was a ton of references to, like, the book industry and, you know, some of the things that a lot of us who are on Bookstagram would understand. So Mm -hmm. that was cool. That's cool. And I liked that it was set in a small town with a lot of secrets. It was very fun. The idea of a copycat killer was intriguing. Cecilia was a great character. You could easily root for her because she really, to me, felt like Nancy Drew, who was just like following clues, searching for a killer. Since it's YA, it's nothing too bad, but it's just a fun teen detective story. That's cool. That's cool. What worked for me is I did listen to it on audio and the narrator was amazing. She had me totally immersed in the book. Her audio, if I was just reading the audio, it's five stars. Okay. Amazing. And it was by Phoebe Stroll. Okay. So amazing. Like 
she's so good. The mystery aspect was really fun. The story was well written. What didn't work, and this is a spoiler in a way. So if you are going to read this soon, which hopefully you will, I'm just going to say a quick spoiler because it's really the thing that didn't work for me is this is my opinion. But anytime there's two main love interests in a YA book, one. Oh, yeah. That's not really your jam. Yeah. No, 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 not that. One is always the bad guy. It's like she's trying to choose between two guys. They both seem perfect. How do you choose? Because one is evil. That's every YA book. So it's like, has two crushes. Of course, one of those crushes is going to make the decision easier for her by being the person who she's never going to be with. Because it's like, how, oh, how is she going to make this decision? They're both so great. They're both so handsome. They're both so cool. But obviously, (laughs) one of them is not. Because otherwise, how is she going to make the decision? So, yeah. Not well, it, that's well, a pretty common I, YA trope, right? It is, it is, yeah. it's very common YA trope, it's very basic, you know, because it's like it makes it so obvious where the book is going because there's no other way that it could resolve unless mm-hmm. one of them like dies and she pines after him or something, you know? Yeah, that's I get what you're saying. So, anyway, that was the only thing that didn't work for me. Trigger warnings are cancer, strangulation. Two romances. <laughs> That's a trigger for Chelsea. That's a trigger for me. No teen romances where they both seem too good to be true. <laughs> it's um, a good thing you're not the target audience for YA. 100%. And I still love YA because I love the, all the plots. I think that YA books have the best plots. They're the most fun. They're yeah. the easiest to read. They're the most like interesting. I love YA plots, but it's yeah. just like, Man. Uh, so I rated it three and a half stars because of that one small thing that probably you guys won't even care about. And similar books is her other book, The Ivies, A Good Girl's Guide to Murder by Holly Jackson. One of Us is Lying by Karen McManus and any of the Nancy Drew books. So cool. super fun, super cute. I Again, the premise is amazing. I yeah. highly recommend that you check it out. Very cool. Very yeah. cool. All right. My book is one I have had as one of my most anticipated books for a very long time. And uh-huh. I finally made myself read it, which is It's One of Us by J.T. Ellison. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh yeah I know. It's I'm so, so excited we can freaking. talk about this. I am so excited. Oh, my God. So freaking good. Okay. I like... I have so many things I want to say. First, last year, I was like trying to get through my very like draft zero of my book. And so my reward for finishing that was pre-ordering this book. And then so I didn't want to read it until I was done done. So that's why Mm -hmm. like it's been so long. So now I'm like, I finally get to read it. Release date, February 2023, 415 pages, 11 hours on audio. It is definitely a psychological thriller. I'm going to tell you guys up front, uh, if you haven't already heard the trigger warnings, there is a lot in here around miscarriage, infertility, abortion, murder, kidnapping, and stalking. Those things are a little bit less, but I just want to give people a heads up because I am going to talk about those topics while I am talking the book. Olivia and her husband Park want a baby more than anything in the world. Unfortunately, her body has other ideas and they've been struggling with infertility and miscarriages for years. One day, Park answers the door to two cops who are there to tell him that his DNA was found at a crime scene. And it turns out he was an anonymous sperm donor whose samples were used far past ethical use. And one of his kids is a killer. I mean, this is the premise. I love this premise. I I can't. I cannot enough. It's it's terrifying, but also like the idea that somebody like that documentary that was on Netflix or 
tales of our father or you know know what i'm saying like that is it's just mind-blowing how many people could be connected and then the fact that one of your siblings or one of your kids you didn't know you had could have this and is it a gene is it like nature nurture like so much also in addition the fact that a sperm bank would give out your sperm to like so like many people. people yes clearly they like oh you know there's a max of like the, of 10 yeah like, so a max of 10 I'm yeah like, i feel like that actually happens a lot i bet it does they just don't care that's freaky that you don't necessarily know what they're yeah. doing yeah yeah i mean i imagine for men i can see how that could be very jarring to be like oh wow now i'm responsible for 38 kids well not responsible but like I have like, how can you not have that? And I think the dynamic that JT put into this book of they're trying so hard to get pregnant and she can't carry the baby. And he she even offers for him to like, maybe you want to go do a sperm donation or like something like that. So you can have a kid like she says something like that to him and he doesn't tell her. He didn't tell her. He's like, no, good. What the fuck? Yeah, that was his moment. He did not use it wisely. So, so we have Olivia, who's the main character. She's the wife. Park, the husband. Scarlett, who is one of the biological daughters of Park, one of the sperm donation kids. Darby, who's the mother of Scarlett. Osley and Moore, who are the investigators. Lindsay, who is Olivia's best friend and sister to Park and Perry. And Perry is Park's twin brother. So Right, right, right. right. Yeah, these are the main people. So my review is... The way that the uh, it's so good. The way it's that the so author, hard. I know it's the hard way she, to review it. It's it so is hard. hard. It's very hard to review. So the way she portrays the struggle of a couple struggling with infertility, especially women, it's so raw and so authentic. And Ellison didn't leave any skin between the reader and the author. She's had her. She has a note in the author's note about her own experiences and. I don't have children, and generally that's by choice. However, the way that she wrote this, I could still feel everything that mm-hmm. the Olivia was feeling. That I, you know, I still felt that as a woman, I can understand and relate to the biological need that she's feeling, yeah. the biological imperative that comes out of nowhere when you don't expect it. Like they weren't planning on having kids, and then she, like, they decided to, and it was like yeah. a whole different vibe. And so related to that, and then the pieces where it was the emotional pieces of Olivia's experiences as somebody who wants to have kids. It's so different from a lot of books that you read. Like it just felt like we were just right there, right there in it. And it is one of the most powerful books that I've read. And the freaking story itself was good. The killer part was actually good. It's so good. It's so good. So that's, so the heart of the story, but the thriller aspect equally well done. I did guess the, the killer fairly early on, but when they were revealed, I was only about halfway through the book and I was like, wait, Wait, what? What's going to We're only at halfway point. So I had no clue where the second half was going to take me. I really enjoyed the take on the donor, multiple kids, and was a serial killer trope, like I said. It's worked for me in ways that other books of the similar trope haven't worked. So I really liked it. I thought the writing was engaging with very tight prose and perfect pacing. Again, story is twisty, salacious, and unexpected. What worked for me, the plot and the prose are so tight. It was like I was reading a masterclass of how to be... Mm-hmm. A writer from that perspective, I was looking at things and I was like, holy shit. Yeah. Just like in just a very different way. So it was incredible. What didn't work for me was nothing. It was five stars. Sure. Loved it. 
Similar books, I would say, would be Secluded Cabin, Sleep Six. Yeah. Our Father, the documentary on Netflix is about that similar thing. And then for the vibes, What Lies in the Woods by Kate Alice Eight. Marshall. It's more of the vibes with the thriller aspect that match. It's such a yeah. it's such an amazing book. It honestly blew me away. Like, oh God. Yeah, I wanna I, I wanna be as good as her one day. Yeah, she's <laughs> next level talent. Next level. <laughs> but yeah. Highly recommend if you have not yet read It's One of Us, you should read it. Um, it's real good. You should do it now. <laughs> Well, if anybody wants to get a hold of us, has questions for us, wants to chat about our book choices, wants to chat about any book choices, is just like, hey, I'm bored. I want to talk to someone. You can reach out to us at Thrillers by the Book Club pod on Instagram. Mm-hmm. You can also DM me at Thriller Book Babe. Or me at Olivia Day Wallace on Instagram. Thank you guys so much for listening and sticking around with us. I hope you have a wonderful day. And if you need to kill some time, read a thriller. Bye. Bye.